You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 8, episode 44. Uh, I'm John and we've got John on as well and Chris Hayden. Hello. Still champion. I enjoy it. Because apparently there's going to be a big threat next season, depending on what happens. But league reconstruction. Well, you never know. Sometimes these things can happen when you least expect them. Ah, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting Aberdeen to rebuild next season, so I'm interested to see what they do. Good start. Uh, we may as well go back to last Friday. Aberdeen v Hearts. Uh, even though it was Hearts, and I think Hearts are terrible, um, I wasn't really expecting much from Aberdeen. However, it was um, probably a professional performance as opposed to anything exciting or scintillating which there's not been much of this season to be fair Aberdeen which has been where there's been a wee bit of criticism aside from the fact we've regressed a bit in the league mm-hmm. I, I thought went, uh, James yeah. Wilson out in the right was far better than what he's been through the middle certainly um, mm-hmm. and then Matt Slow please uh, sign him up for that season there's talk as well now McInnes has said they're going to try and get him back Matt Slow's open to it um, that would be superb yeah it all depends what Darby um, have planned for him because he did have a couple of games before they sent him back um, that he played twice against Southampton the FA Cup and um, against Leeds so they rate him highly enough um, it was only because they get Ashley Cole in that um, they they sent Lowe back up so I think Darby will end up using him I don't know who their other left back is um, but I missed the I slide back- is it yeah, um, Saif, maybe still. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember Kiefer Saif, but um, I think Maxwell's uh, better than him. Um, well, I think the thing uh, Low as he went back, played a couple of games. But I think he played against. He was unfortunate enough to play against Leeds mm-hmm. when is it the young boy Jack Clark, like pretty much mm-hmm. overran him and outplayed him. Um, and yeah, but the after Colton came up and then that was him. Yeah, depends if they get promoted. I don't think they would be playing Maxwell in the the Premier League. And Maxwell said. He does all go back to Derby and not be a, a first team regular. So yeah, yeah. Well, a lot depends on what division Derby are playing. It doesn't look great for them going into the Premier League. So he might get a better chance next season if they're still in the Championship. Um, but I missed the the first half. So I got back home um, from playing my game, um, and I got a rare goal by the way. Um, to get the good, the good. Ha- I got the good half in the um, the game. Well, the half with more. Interesting because we yeah. got our two goals. Um, yeah, but, uh, the first half was um, yeah. I'll, I'll have to watch. I, I was almost tempted as a fan to turn it off, um, well, but then went oh, I'll persevere. Yeah. Even um, sports team was just glossing over the first half. To be honest, it was like yeah, here's here's a fill um, on Cosgrove before the corner was taken. Um, here's the goal. Okay, second half. <laughs> yes, um, two well taken goals. Thought- again, getting more license to go forward. Um, with Don Ball went in there and took his goal really well and mm-hmm. then yeah, Greg Stewart finally I thought the defender was pretty interestingly good. after the game Greg Stewart said he's not signed by Rangers I thought that that had all been confirmed that he'd signed a three year deal but, well that um, was all media talk in the lead of 
Rangers versus Aberdeen, believe it or not. Yes. Um, it's, 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 it's funny how these things come out in the, the week Aberdeen play one of the old firm. It's usually Scott McKenna when we play Celtic um, so <laughs> or, or someone else. But, um, but uh, it's just one of these things that we've come to expect. But he's not said anything. Um, I, I still wonder if he has signed a deal. But at last he turned up um, in a red shirt at Pataudry. Um, because as we've said before for whatever reason it's just not worked out but credit to him, took his goal well and credit to James Wilson who well I don't know how critical you've been but I've certainly been very critical, I think he's been a passenger whenever he's been in, in the team And uh, but yeah. he stepped up and played very well um, you know, and you just wonder if those two in particular turned up a bit more in the last couple of months um, how much closer could we have been uh, to Rangers because we've ended up what 14 points before the last game of the season behind Rangers. That's pretty disappointing. I know Rangers have improved and we should give credit to them for that, but we really have regressed. Last season with 75 po- 73 points, where the max we're going to get 63 if we win at the weekend. It's quite a bit of regression. Yeah, the league's certainly been more competitive again this season, and we've kind of spoke about kind of regression. Greg Stewart, I think, yeah, just for whatever reason. Arsenal suited our style of play, and Wilson, I've seen it kind of suggested online that it looked almost as if he's kind of fallen out of love with football. Whether he just, I think, I think the main thing was, as I've said before this season, I think he came up here and maybe expected to stroll it a wee bit, and yeah. didn't realise that, yeah, that, that doesn't happen. You need to work hard, you need to apply yourself. No doubt he's a good, there's a player in him, he's a good player, there's no doubt about it, there has been signs of it at times mm-hmm. this season, just not enough. Yeah. Um, whether maybe... He would have benefited from maybe a run of games because he probably around about the time of what I mean, start of December, we couldn't pick who a first strike striker was. Cosgrove came in, had a good run in December, then cemented his place as the kind of starting striker, and then since then it's been a case of me or Wilson being the backup striker. Um, but uh, it's whether he's done enough to potentially um, sign for us in that season, and whether Aberdeen, as you've said, or fair. Um, he want to take a punt in his wages because he's obviously going to have to take a massive drop. But even a massive drop will mean that probably would be one of our highest earners. Yeah, I think he's more I likely to end up in some like English League One play for someone like, for example, Fleetwood Town. Um, I'm just picking that name out because they're close to Manchester. Um, yeah. But, but um, I, I don't see him being at any higher level than that. To be honest, I'll be very surprised if he ends up in the Championship because remember he had a spell there with Brighton which didn't work out. Um, I get he's had injuries before, but he had a run of games before the League Cup final and he just wasn't delivering, that's why he was dropped. Uh, he had that goal against Livingston, which, you know, you thought maybe that can kick one. It's just not. Um, he's he's had opportunities to go in and, you know, he said when he came here that uh, he was using Aberdeen as a short window because he knew he was at a contract with Man United. He, knew, he knows he's not going to get a new contract with Man United. It was about putting himself in the short window. He's not done a very good job at it. I mean, and... You know, if he's come up with expecting a stroke, it's the wrong attitude for someone who apparently wanted to put himself in the shot window for a good move. Yeah, he's never. I think when he has had chances up front for us, though, he's never looked as if he's a, a, a lone striker. I think that's never been the case. Whereas any time he has been effective for us, it's been coming from deep, getting the ball in deep positions and running at folk. Because he's got pace, good with both feet. Um, but just, yeah, for us, he's not been a striker. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, Greg Stewart, probably apart from his goal, though, I, say, I would still say didn't really offer that much. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I know McInnes supposedly wants to sign him for that season or 
further going, I just wouldn't bother. I just think Why? for whatever reason, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. not a match. It's not a fit. It's just one of those. Just one of those things. Players suit certain clubs. It just doesn't suit Aberdeen for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, but by and by, Aberdeen were pretty much pretty, pretty dominant. Hearts didn't offer much at all. The, the goal that they scored kind of was a bit out of the blue. I kind of like, all right, how did that happen? And you just, yeah. as Michael Stewart and a few others have kind of commented on, Hearts have just got no momentum at all in the build up to like their biggest game for a good few seasons in terms of the cup final. You surely want to be trying to. I don't know. People competing for places. You want to be getting wins under your belt as well going into that game. As I'm not sure it's anything to do with momentum. I, I don't think it's anything to do with momentum at all. I think they're just. Hearts aren't the same when Naismith's not in that team. Um, they were saying Naismith probably won't make the final. Um, the, the other man who had been carrying them through uh, some good results was Rick Piazza, and he's been obviously out a couple of weeks now. Um, he should make the final. Um, but well, that remains to be seen. So, without the two, those two men, the, the team hearts just look pretty, pretty toothless to be honest. Having said that, they came back at this game well. Um, I don't, I don't think the defender was too great for the first Aberdeen goal, and I don't think the defender was too great for the Hearts goal either. Um, but they, they took it. It was a bit of a scuff in the net. Obviously, then Stuart gets the goal for two one. You might kind of wonder how big a thing that's going to be at the end of the season. Is a Stuart goal going to be the thing that causes Kilmarnock to miss it in um, the third place? Hopefully, it's to be seen. Um, but then there was that moment uh, towards the end of the game where uh, McLean was going around Lewis and got brought in. Why is it only a yellow card? I think they can have. In sport, seeing they were kind of a bit kind of nonplussed about it as well. In terms, of, I didn't think it was a red card. I, don't I, know. Did, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a clear red card. What is round, was that? Round, round oh, Joe Lewis. Uh, uh, Joe Lewis took it McLean, and he, he was trying to keep him. He was uh, the defenders are there, but they're not going to stop that ball going into the net. So that team is a goal-scoring opportunity. Lewis should have walked. That isn't so big a deal for this game because Hart still weren't going to score um, because it would obviously be a free kick as it was um, but I think that might play a bigger part next week when Joe Lewis will be in goal against Hibs but maybe he shouldn't be it's alright we've got Cherney yeah, and Cherney signed a new deal as well Cherney's the best number two in the league it's one of anyway but um, I think that signals the end of Danny Rogers time at Aberdeen surely I know he's got another year in his deal but he went to St Mirren couldn't dislodge uh, Craig Sansom even though Sansom wasn't playing well Sansom then left and he didn't take his chance and St Man ended up signing Ladke. Um so if he can't get into a St Man team that was struggling, he's got no chance of ever making it Aberdeen. I think for the best thing for him is um just to, to get himself a move. Um Back to Falkirk. Falkirk or whatever, um a championship side. Um no, just he's not good enough for Aberdeen, um, I don't think. But um but yeah, that puts for third place for 24 hours. Um, and then Kilmarnock got uh, a victory. I think it was one, I'll say this straight away, um, looking at the highlights, they deserve to win, did the most chances. Um, but there's no question that our good friend Phantom Dallas struck, struck again. <laughs> um, Heckingbottom would agree with you in this. Yeah. Because one, he's not, he said it wasn't a penalty. Two, he said Hibs were rubbish. And that's a quote. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I think he was right. I think was, there was nothing to play for at this point in the season. The, the, the chance of him finishing in one of the European spots disappeared. Um, so they, they looked like a team that was close to the end of the season at this point. Um, but yeah, like you say, the, the, the interesting point was made um, and, and sports in interviewed Bruce after the game and he was saying that um, in a previous corner Dallas had spoken to Gray and said you need to keep your arms down so with that in mind Gray's just an idiot mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it's very soft I agree but I think the two of them are wrestling with each other I don't think that incident alone is um, a penalty but mm-hmm. when you've been spoken to by the referee for your arms at a corner mm-hmm. if you then use your arms and subsequent corners you're asking to get into trouble it's one of those you see it every game though when it happens in all matches it's either I think we've said it before you either have to start giving you almost have to have to give penalties at every corner every set yeah. piece mm-hmm. I think if, if you uh, take the incident in stop, isolation it's a contact sport I mean if uh, it's not the worst penalty it's one of those you'd, you'd, would, you, I mean, would you even shout for it yourself if you're at a game but I th- it's not the worst decision Andrew Dallas has given in terms of the penalties he's given this season but um, <laughs> again I mean, no, we've covered that No, I think the Hearts uh, the, the one he gave against Hearts first and Johnson probably stands out um, but I think I think this one again it's, it's not a penalty but uh, you know I'll say it again before Aldo says that probably being better etc Um Kilmarnock deserve to win, they deserve to be in third place if if it comes at the end of the season Kilmarnock finish ahead Aberdeen it will not be because of that one instant um, because it will be because Kilmarnock have been slightly better over the 37-38 games but um, here's hoping that Aberdeen better Kilmarnock's result at the weekend well from mine and John's perspective anyway Aye and it won't be easy um, no. mind you we've got a pretty good record against Cubs but then Kilmarnock have got a half decent record against Rangers yeah, that's my and it's fear. a big, it's a big hundred and fifty year celebration as well. Mm-hmm. I think um, and I potentially, think, potentially Steve Watts last game. Yeah, I think well, it's potential Dick McInnes's last game for, because the stories <laughs> I'm hearing is that it's between those two for the Scotland job, um, and it will be it depends what um, stories you you listen to. But apparently that's getting sorted out next week. Um, but we'll we'll just need to wait and see. But um, I think I think there's a good possibility that Kilmarnock can beat Rangers at the weekend but it wouldn't surprise me either if Alder put in the group chat um, what's the odds in both teams drawing that could possibly happen as well because um, you know we're obviously missing a couple of players and sometimes when you play a team with nothing to play for doesn't always work in your favour um, so sometimes they can be relaxed enough to play with a bit of freedom um, and get a result against you so yeah, I think Hibs look ready for the season to end. I, I think Aberdeen are in a great position because Hibs look like a team that are done already. So Aberdeen should be able to take some from Hibs. Rangers, on the other hand, look like a team that are trying to prove a point for next season. Um, it's too little too late. Um, and <laughs> speaking of too little too late, I just, I, I'll just tell a story. So I had a fire drill at work this morning. Um, and <laughs> nice sunny day. Did John so Farragher We'll get to my point. So I had the fire drill out in a nice sunshine, glorious day. I was quite happy to be outside. And I'm standing there and somebody says to me, you're at the wrong muster point. What do you mean at the wrong muster point? Uh, you're, you're for that floor, so you're meant to be over there. All right, okay, so I walked over there. I wasn't the only one. There was several people who had done this. 
Well, I'm back in. Two hours later, we get an email that says, here is a new muster point for this floor. And it's like, bit late with this email, you know. Um, that that email, that's Dundee's victory, that is. Too little, too late, is Kenny Miller trying to impress himself when he's going to be manager? Maybe, aye. <laughs> see if they appoint Miller, that's just pathetic. I know McIntyre has been garbage. Ten losses in a row. McPake's in charge for the final game of the season. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that works. Because obviously that has a bearing on the the, the, the final um, important part of the season for the, the teams that are in there. Because it's... Uh, to play St Martin, so um, that they're, they're playing a meaningful game one, uh, next weekend. Yeah, I, um, I did notice recently with McPake, he's completed his pro licence. Mm. So he might, he might finish it. So, I don't know, it's, it seems like it's, it's, an odd, it's an odd one to give pretty much untested people the let's get you back out of the championship role when actually McIntyre was in a good position to be able to do that. I think um, McIntyre, though, just couldn't get him going, and I think no. you. You're under danger of what happened with Archibald. What's happened with other teams where by you go down that that championship as we've all said all season is an absolute nightmare to get out of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ah. Well the the rivals their city rivals are having that difficulty, um which obviously we'll come into later on. But um yeah, I think there was no doubt that Matt and Ty was never um gonna stay in his role, you know. At the end of the day, um yeah, you can have the argument that Neil McCann started the, the slide, but McIntyre had more than enough time um, to go, um, to get his team out it, and if anything, he actually made too many changes um, to, the, yeah. to the squad in January, and uh, it backfired. He tried um, the same process that worked for Ross County, um, but but it just also backfired big time. But at least he got um, a win to sign himself off, but as you say, Chris, it was like that fire drill email um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah um, speaking of something else it was pretty pointless um, St Johnson claimed the 7th place trophy award um, top of the flops yeah top of the flops Island Hearts more points than Hearts yeah well I think there's only been a cut you, yeah there's not five you're playing five games against the Diddies in the league whereas Hearts are playing five against the, the, the top six so yeah. it's you're almost if it's very, if it's tight enough, you're almost inevitably going to find that seventh has more points than sixth. Yeah, I think that's only happened in like a handful of occasions in the history of the split um, with the team finishing um, sixth, finishing more points than seventh. But I'd need to go through the stats. I know BBC did that quiz a few weeks ago, but uh, we discussed that there was a couple of things wrong with that quiz. But that's another issue. Um, yeah. But a good win for St. Johnson. Yeah, the interesting part of this game was um, Tanza, who at one end managed to have a great save on the line. Bear in mind, Tanzer's not a goalkeeper. <laughs> and, and, and then, the very much next thing that happened in sports was he got to take the penalty at the other end. <laughs> um, so I think um, they were arguing that, uh, oh, I'm not sure he moved his arm to the ball. And he stopped the ball going in the net with his arm. <laughs> That's, mm-hmm. that, should, that should always be handball. Um, well, that, that. well, not always because John Collins had that in, in the Euro Next Six against yeah, Not that one. <laughs> All right, I agree. Not that one. <laughs> nothing to move here, just move on. Yeah, no, no, no. Anyway, uh, but the, the, the second goal that's just scored was a nice move. Um, off for Davidson. So um, even more, we agreed that in the second half of that game, they were, they were second best. So um, yeah, congratulations to Johnson for finishing seventh. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I'm, st- I'm just surprised that Aberdeen haven't been linked with Murray Davidson yet, because usually every season, uh, because <laughs> he obviously played under McInnes at St. Johnson, yet he's linked, he's not been. Um, so makes a refreshing change. But he's a good player, but... Aye. Well, they're obviously going to be um, losing some players. Uh, Shaughness is going, we don't know who to. Um, St. Johnson withdrew their contract offer. Um, he's, the, the interest with Aberdeen's killed off a wee bit, so don't know where he's going to end up going. Um, I'd noticed a few weeks ago that Tony Watt um, said he was leaving um, on Twitter. Um, I, th- I think the last thing Tony Watt needs is to go to another club. That'll be 11 clubs um, in his career, which is far too many. Um, uh, more, more clubs than Tiger Woods. <laughs> uh, the other side of things as well, Motherwell, McHugh, Maine and Freer all out of contract. I've seen, uh, I know Maine's been linked with Aberdeen, I've seen McHugh, there was talk of trying to suggest as well he could end up at Aberdeen. I'll be interested to see what happens to Turnbull. I know he's just signed his new contract, but he's a fair talent, I think it's going to be interested in him through the summer. Yeah, it'll be teams in England that go um, go for him. Um, and like oh, Celtic. Celtic and Rangers show interest. Yeah. I don't know what's been talked about there, but um, there's only two clubs in Scotland that'll be able to pay the money that Motherwell will be wanting. And as you say, they signed a deal, was it three years? So Motherwell mm. will, be, um, will be looking for good money, and rightly so. And that's, oh, what, that's a good thing about um, most of our teams that they've got themselves in the position to. Ne- negotiate good contracts so that they can hold out for a bit more money and uh, you know some of players have been going for better money than what they would have been like, even five years ago so you know keep it going and get the money coming back into Scottish football and have it spent wisely mm-hmm. yep. yeah the good th- that's the only good thing about English football the fact that the championship now are willing to pay silly money in players um, mm-hmm. so yeah well oh, oh, just going back to Dundee there, um, there was a Someone else was linked um, with the Dundee job, and it was uh, Charlie Adam who linked himself with the job, um, just like he liked himself <laughs> with a move to Rangers. He's a Dundee <laughs> fan, though, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you never know. I mean, he uh, would. Do, you'd think he'd do a good job in the Championship playing. I think he would probably still do a good job in the Premiership playing. I don't know. I th- he couldn't. He wouldn't get in the Rangers team with the midfielders they have. Um, and that's who he was linking himself to. Just let um, yeah. wanted to copy Stephen Davis and Kevin Lafferty come back. But um, if he gets his attitude, if he sorts it, that's what he wants to do. Get into management. Um, then he needs to cut out the the media career because he's been far more focused on that than his uh, Stoke City career the last two years. His attitude's been mm-hmm. shocking, to be perfectly honest. Um, it's hardly played for Stoke. You know, get yourself fit whilst you're still playing rather than mouth off in the media about possibly going to Rangers who don't want you but Dundee is a player he could probably do a job in the championship um, and if he was to be a manager he'd need to have a good number two um, behind him to to help help him learn the it's always good when you have a number two behind you as a person <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> Aye, speaking uh, about num- number two might as well get on with the crap that's the um, meaningless game on Sunday yeah, uh, I know people were talking this up as if oh, I mean, these are never meaningless games. The minute Celtic decided, uh, Tierney, you're rested, uh, Forrest, you're rested, Celtic are taking that like a meaningless game because if that game means anything, those players aren't rested. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, that uh, doesn't excuse Bain getting completely confused by a cross. <laughs> he goes into the net for Tavernier in the first couple of minutes and that set the tone because it was just Rangers who came flying at the blocks, what they tend to do, um, especially at home then just kept it up 
Uh, Celtic never had a shot on target until the 83rd minute, um, by which point they were already 2-0 down, because, um, again, I don't think I was sleeping for a second goal. It was a good dummy by Defoe, I'll give him obviously credit for that. Um, I'm not sure when Defoe started diving so much, I don't remember him doing that in England much, but um, he's done it again in this game. Um, nothing given for that one. Um, the, the the disappointing talking point of this game was Flanagan elbowing um, Scott Brown and only getting booked for it. I've no idea what Clancy's seen with that one. Um, he's seen something and booked him for it. Yeah. But if he's seen if he's seen what everybody else on the planet seen, it's a red card. Yeah. I then don't understand how the compliance officer today has went, oh, we're going to cite you for that one, it's a red card. The decision's been made. Are they going to... Can somebody please explain when they're allowed to change that decision and when they're not? I think, I it, I think part of it comes down to if the referees reviewed it again and thought, Right, I've not um, seen it in, in its entirety. Like, um, I think I think that's where it goes by. Like, it was like the John Beaton instance at the start, um, the last Old Firm game, where uh, Morelos got away with the the kicks and um, and elbows, etc. Because he says, "I saw them. Um, I was happy with my decision." Um, whereas in this case, um, Kevin Clancy like said. Right, that's actually worse than what I saw. I didn't see it like that. Um, but it <laughs> shouldn't. But it this. should be either. It should be either. If he's not seen it, he doesn't do anything. Or if he's seen it, it's got to be a red card. It's one or the other. That's not the one in the middle. No, the, the, there's two points there. One, I'm pretty sure Beaton actually said he wasn't consulted. Um, they just decided that they were moving on. And some he'd already seen it. It was in the match. It was in his report or something. Yeah. Um, Depends. But he wasn't read. asked about it. And then, um, if Kevin Clancy has seen that and decided it was a yellow card and later decided, no, actually, it's a red card, he needs to go to Specsavers because it was right in front of him. I've no, there is no other way to interpret that other than he elbowed him in the face. Mm-hmm. So, it's a red card every day of the week. Yeah. Um, I, the problem I have with this is this isn't the first time that Rangers have been cited for something after a game. Next season, can we sort out Rangers players getting sent off in the game, not three days later? <laughs> They're getting picked on, supposedly. Ah, apparently, I did a statement out today saying they're getting picked on. What about the Simonovic one? Um, I've seen it in sports scene. What about it? There's a coming together between him and Defoe. It's nothing. It's been a film. Yeah, from a footballing point of view, though, they have improved this season. Begrudgingly, I have to say that. Well, they have certainly they've, improved. They've, Im- they've, they've obviously, they've they've obviously lost, improved in Europe. Um, they've improved they've lost, in the last they've few lost weeks. They've lost a lot less games as well. They've only lost yeah, five in, in the league. In the league well, overall, they've improved. They're, they're talking about how that's them. <laughs> they, they did the clean sweep over Celtic at Ibrox. And that's what the Herald had in, as a, a headline. It's very convoluted. Um, and yes, they did manage to beat Celtic twice at home this season. But in between those two victories, they went from being joint top of the league to at one point being about 13 points behind. Um, the gap is now down to six, but there's only a game left. So in that same space of time, this was Celtic's first defeat in 2019 domestically. There's a difference. So yes, Rangers have improved to a certain extent. Not enough. When, when push came to shove, Celtic got all the victories it needed to get. They've won the eighth title in a row. They are the best team in Scotland again. Um, they didn't show up in a meaningless game at Ibrox. To me, the worst one was in uh, December. I think that was a, a, a far poorer performance. Yesterday, oh, well, sorry, Sunday. Um, disappointing to lose a game, but I'm not 
overly bothered about it to be honest. We've done. Um, I'm fine with it. They still they're still not going out like not to win that game though. Yeah, they're not they're not going out to not win the game, but they're not going out to bust their gut either, knowing that in two weeks' time they've got a big cup final to play. Yeah, this is a chance for them to take a bit of stock. It'll be the same next week when they play Hearts in the league. It's See, like, I oh, think though again, the momentum thing. You don't you don't want to be going into a game where you're on your back of like a couple of losses. You want the players impressing, trying to get make cup final place. The likes I mean, the likes of Hayes, likes of Johnston, few others maybe. Try to push for maybe a yeah, but you a place in the bench. Still need to temper Stop. that. If you've got a couple of doubts to key players like Tierney, like Forrest, you don't risk them. You give them the rest that they need so they're fresh. They, for the, they were arrested. Final. So, yeah, exactly. So, that, as soon as Celtic did that, they're already treating this differently. Yeah. It was still a strong enough uh, Celtic team to go out and do a job, but it, it yeah, all came I'm, down to hunger. Celtic, it came down to hunger at the end of the day, and Rangers won. Yeah, Rangers wanted to prove a point. Celtic went at that game, have rested a couple of players. So the attitude was already different from kickoff. Um, the game then showed that. Um, you can't excuse Bain being asleep for the first goal. You can't really excuse Ayer being asleep for the second goal. You can't excuse Buck's horrific miss towards the end, which could have made it 2 1 and made it a bit interesting for the last few minutes. Um, but then I don't think if Buck had scored that we probably lost 2 1 instead of 2 0. I don't think it was going to be any much um, created beyond that. So um, Rangers deserve victory in a game that only mattered really to them. Yeah. Not still a wee bit of concern about the fact that Celtic have slipped a wee bit under Lennon. Um, I think Celtic have been in a holding pattern under Lennon and that he's been trying not to change too much but has changed a few things so they're caught between what Rodgers was doing previously and what Lennon would like to do um, but you're still playing with Rodgers' squad and they know what Rodgers was doing and they know roughly what they were trying to do under Rodgers but Lennon's still trying to change little bits of it and make them play slightly differently so they look like they're caught they need to get the manager stuff sorted out as quickly as possible so that they can then put things in place for hitting the ground running when it comes to the European qualifiers at the start of July. Yes, I know, then to Lennon that season. He's had his chance, I think. Um, I'm sure he would do better if he was actually confirmed as the full time manager, but I think we're going to end up with somebody else. Yeah. Neil, Neil Lennon's in a no lose uh, situation from his point of view. You've got to remember, he, he lost his job um, with Hibs um, for a combination of them being eighth in the league at the time and falling out with players. So he got that Celtic job um, basically because Rodgers went and they needed a quick fix and he was a safe pair of hands for those last last 10 weeks. Neil Lennon will not get a better job offer than Celtic if he gets offered. So he knows that if he does what he has to do and he gets offered a job, He's happy. If he doesn't get off of the job, then you can say, well, at least I got them over the line and, um, you know, good luck to him. So this all comes down to whether Peter Lowell can attract a better name than Neil Lennon in that Celtic job. Um, they got Rogers last time because, let's be honest, he was, um, he'd been sacked by Liverpool eight months earlier. He was he was free and Celtic oh. made him a good offer. Is there anyone like that? I know Jose Mourinho's been liked. Can't say it personally, um, but it'd be interesting if that did come true, but I know someone's um, linked to Chris Hutton with the job because he gets sacked wrongly by Brighton yesterday um, for mm-hmm. finishing 17th in the league. Slavin Village Slavin is throwing his name at the ring. I um, saw that today. Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to be better than Neil Lennon? That's what um, Peter Lowell's got to decide. And if he decides yeah. that, it'll be one of them that gets it or someone else. The other thing being bandied about was Rafa Benitez, but that was laughed at basically by Sky Sports Keith on Twitter who says the wages wouldn't even come close um, although there's still a more saying three year deal Has he signed in your contract with Newcastle though? 
Not yet, no, I don't think so. There's also what talk like him to Roma, because Roma get rid of Ranieri. Yeah. Um, I actually expect Mourinho to go to Roma, to be honest. Maybe Ranieri nah. for Celtic. We shall see. I think, Mar- I think Mourinho was waiting for a different league that he's no wise in before. Either Bundesliga or France. Bayern Munich or PSG. He was talking about PSG. He was talking about PSG. The other day, actually, I think it was, and yeah. he was saying that he can't, I, I can't be manager of PSG, they already have a manager, which is his way of saying, I'm probably going to be a PSG manager <laughs> at some point. Yeah, um, Bayern will have a new manager, I think, in the summer. Um, the talk is that a lot of the senior players at Bayern are no happy with Kovac, which probably means that he will go. I think the top players in Bayern have a fair bit of power. Yeah, I mean, the, th- the thing for teams like Bayern Munich and PSG, they're winning their domestic leagues all the time. The next step for them is uh, is Champions League. Um, well, for PSG especially, because that's the one thing that they're craving. And they can't get beyond the last 16 because they keep falling um, when they're in good positions like they were against Barcelona, like they were against Man United this year. Um, mm-hmm. And they might be looking at Jose Mourinho and think, you might be the one to get us through um, to where we want to be, which is the Champions League final. But... Um, well, we'll be interested to see what happens. Um, we can talk about the playoffs now. Now the, the games. Well, there's a game tonight. last night. There was last night's game we cover first. Uh, yep. Aye, that's that. The game that keeps it alive at the bottom, or the yeah. second bottom, anyway. The game that get. Um, yeah, I think we're up, from a neutral point of view, it was the result that most people wanted to keep that interest and get the last day, sit man getting the victory. Um, I thought there's any that got deserved his red card. Maybe yeah. um, there could have been a couple other red cards. Um, Mullen was quite fortunate. The Hamilton one um, was it? I can't remember the boy's name, but he ran into the St. Man defender, Mackenzie. Oh. Um, it was similar to like the the Don Ball incident, except the difference was it was shoulder to face rather than face to face. But I'm going to do it for me, St. Man. I'm going to avoid relegation. I hope so. Um, I mean, Hamilton are now without a couple of players. Um, they're without Gogic through suspension. Mikael Miller took a sore one. He's going to be missing. Um, yep. And they're up against... It just depends what mid St. Johnson are in. Um, St. Johnson usually end the season quite strong. They've been doing quite well um, since the split. Um, so it won't be an easy game. But I don't think St. Martin oh. got to Dundee will be easy for them either. No, I think St. Martin... Someone obviously have to beat Dundee. Um, they could, uh, there is that possibility that if St Mirren draw and Hamilton lose, then St Mirren will stay up on goal difference. Um, but I think St Mirren will know um, in the back of their minds they need to win and hope Hamilton don't. Um, it's good, good from a, from the neutral's perspective, it's good that Hamilton also have to win, that a draw will not be enough because if St Mirren win and they only draw, St Mirren will stay up as well. So, it's good that they both need to go for the win. Um, Five games unbeaten, St Mirren. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, well, again, it comes down to, is unbeaten going to be enough or is it going to have to be the victory? Yeah. Um, Three of those five games have draws as well. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. I, fa- I fancy Hamilton might get something against St Johnson now that St Johnson have secured seven. There's nothing, there's just literally nothing for St Johnson to play for anymore. Um, so, like you say, they have got a couple of players out, but, um, I think they'll probably get something. Yeah, they're, they're, that's what Hamilton does. Um, no, whenever they're on a bit of a bad run or come off the back of a bad result, they tend to find something from somewhere to get the victory that they need. Um, because 
Hamilton are not a team that win two or three games in the trot or um, you know even got a couple of games undefeated. Interestingly, before last night, it was the longest unbeaten on the season of four games. But they always seem to pick up a win somewhere, a win here, a win there. Like when they beat Aberdeen and they beat Hearts with defeat sandwiched in between. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they do it, then you know, their club record of stays in the top flight can extend to six years, which should just be remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, although they'll have done it have, um, with the one of the fewest points to survive in a league <laughs> campaign. Is I think a couple of years ago, Inverness went down in 37. And I just think that just sums up how poor Hamilton, St Mirren and Dundee have been compared to the rest of the league. I mean, Livingston yeah. are four, 14 points clear. Yeah, I mean, these three have been, have been the worst, <laughs> quite clearly. Yeah. Um, when you look but, at the goal differences as well, minus 49, minus 33, minus yeah. 46. <laughs> it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, so, yeah. So, they'll be playing... The, whoever... Finishes in that 11 spot will be playing either Inverness or Dundee United. Um, Inverness finished the job against Air United on Saturday. Uh, one each draw. I mean, it was good. Air United took the lead in that game, gave us a, a bit of excitement, but um, ultimately Inverness prevailed. They went on to play at home against Dundee United tonight. Um, I seen a whole two minutes of the game, but it was the two minutes that Paul Worth got sent off for kicking somebody in the face. <laughs> um, there's always that thing about, oh, he ducked. He put his head down. I don't care how much you put your head down, your boot is going to be higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was almost Nigel de Jong-esque, although not quite as bad. Um, but it's a, it's a dangerous challenge to every card. I have, I've had the, the game on in the background um, and it was a... I think it was a... I can't remember who had, had the shot, but it hit the post and McMillan just had a, a tap and took, um, put it in off the other post. And uh, yeah, that gave Dundee United the faction. You've got to fancy them as strong favourites. Now, Inverness obviously will be without Paul Worth. They've had, this has been their third game in the past uh, six days, and then yeah. they're going to have their fourth one on Friday. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. going to be tough, tough for them. To the scheduling that. is utterly ridiculous. I mean, John Robertson was complaining about it this uh, week, and um, obviously. Ian McCall was complaining about it when he was United were in the playoff as well, and, and even well, it's slightly better from Dundee United's perspective in that they're only going to play one more game than whoever is, finishes eleventh in the Premiership um, should they get through. But it's still an extra game they're having to play because like, that's Dundee United having to play tonight and Friday before either Hamilton or St Mirren, the one of the two play. Monday night there, and then play Saturday. Mm-hmm. So they're they're playing, they're, they're both playing two games within this week. But it's and in Vanessa's case, it's like they've already played another two games as well. <laughs> On top of that, which neither Hamilton nor Sunderland have played. So, like I say, from a Dundee United perspective, it's like a better. From an Inverness perspective, if they manage to turn this round at Tannadice, um, it's it's going to be <laughs> exhausting for them. Yeah. Yeah, it should be the same uh, setup um, as they do right across the leagues, but obviously the Premier League's argument is, well, we play two extra league games a season, so it should only be two games for our team, but no, I mean, no. How about we just relegate the, the team that finishes 11 straight down and we have a yeah, proper exactly. playoff? This was the only way they were ever signing Because unfortunately, yeah, no. this was the only way they were signing up for it, because remember, for a long time, um, second place in the Championship meant absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. It was the only league in Europe that where second place meant 
nothing other than well done for finishing second place at least in top flight leagues the second place in Europe other leagues it would be promotion or playoff not the um, the championship or division one as it was then called so this was the only way to open up the, the window um, yeah. but um, I mean look but at least it's self preservation league yeah yep aye aye um, the other playoff game tonight uh, Aaron Athletic have beaten Clyde 1-0 um down south, so they were going to Broadwood for the second leg. Um, Clyde uh, got there between the third end of the city, um, 4-0 on Agate, 3-0 on Saturday. Um, and Athletic also beat Stenish Muir, so Stenish Muir are down. Um, it was 2-1 on Saturday, after the 2-0, mm-hmm. Saturday. Um, the other playoff game for the promotion to the championship, is that tomorrow? I think. Yeah, yes. Racing, um, Queen of South. And that's, Queen of South. that was something to for Queen of South. Having been, what was it, 2-1 down for the first leg? Yeah. They then absolutely hammered one throws 5-0. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stephen well, Dobie, man again. Yeah. Record number of goals for Queen of South in a season. It's incredible because um, between f- uh, the, the Scottish Cup game against Aberdeen and, uh, and the weekend, he's only scored one goal. Because a combination of injury and uh, lack of form, so it took him that that long to go from um, to to get to get beyond the forty goal mark, and he's now got forty three for the season. So he's beaten Nicky Clark's record. Um, Talking of goal scorers as well. Yeah. Mitch Megginson at Cove. Yes, forty nine goals. Yeah, he's got an absolute. Massive amount of goals, um, mm-hmm. and that was probably the biggest result of the weekend. Um, yeah. We've all been hoping that maybe another team will come up out of the Iron Highland League or the Lowland League. Yeah. Obviously, it's, it's the Highland League, yeah. it could be this year. Yeah. Just short 4-0 of 2000. against Berwick. Yeah. Brilliant. What, short... a, what a result. Yeah. Just, short uh, just short of 2000. Just short of 2000, we're at that game, um, which was more than yeah. what we're at Livingston Dundee. Um, yeah, that was so... just over 1,000. <laughs> Hi. 1300 or something like that yeah. but no it's um i mean we've we've spoken about wanting fresh blood in the league and uh it, you know no harm to bear it but for a while they've not really done much other they've just been content in staying uh in in the second in the league two they've not really threatened promotion so it's nice to get a bit of freshness to bring in a team with a bit more ambition and i know the job's not done yet because Berwick could well win five on saturday highly unlikely um but no, terrific result for Colvin. Um, after the yeah. agony they went through last year, having lost to Ken Beath, and from what their manager describes, controversial circumstances for them to make that up would be um, would be good. And good I think for North Coburn's East football. Well. Sorry, I was just saying good for North East football. I I think Cove as well are well equipped to climb up the leagues. They've got a good good base, good financial support, catchment area wise as well. They tend to get a few players from Aberdeen, whether it's the youth setup or, or players that maybe don't fancy going full time. So, I think yeah, if they finish the job off, I think they'll climb the leagues probably within about maybe five years or so. Yeah, maybe even get to the top flight. We'll have a proper derby up there for you. Finally. I don't know about quite that. I don't know about quite that, but I think <laughs> I do think they'll. I do think they they could uh, climb the leagues, and they've got a bit more backing, maybe like up Peter's head and. Elgin the likes. Yeah, that that's the question. I mean, obviously the 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 success stories from the Highland League have been uh, like the merger of Inverness, the two Inverness teams to be Cali Thistle. We had Ross County come in, and they've obviously all made it up to the top flight and eventually won cups as well. 
Um, yep. Not so much Peterhead Elgin. Um, they were the ones that came in a bit later as well. Uh, they have kind of bounced about in the, the lower leagues, the, both the two of them. But um, I don't think either of them have ever made it up to the second tier. I know certainly Peterhead, again, back up at the, the third tier now. Um, I don't think either of them have made it to the second tier yet. But uh, again, Ross County will be in the top tier next season. Inverness still in with a chance of the, the playoff spot. Um, but yeah, well, it's, 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 it's great to see. Um, Bit of fresh blood down there. I'd, I, I was listening to um, Radio Scotland on Saturday, and they were bemoaning the fact that oh, it's Berwick, they've got all the history and all that. So, yeah, like we can't just live on this. Uh, that club have done this fifty years ago now. It's, mm-hmm. Things have moved on. It's like give other club, mean- give these other clubs a chance that are, are, are up and coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's the like, pyramid is going to give that. It has been given that, but just maybe it's a bit, yeah. still a bit tied to the team. It's, a, it's the incumbent team. Yeah, it's a, it's the same down south. You know, they're talking about in Notts County, the England, um, where the oldest um, clubs in England going to leave. What a shame! Well, they've not been good enough. They were bottom of the league yeah. what, um, two because they were rotten, um, and you know it's up to other and the other teams have rightly got the chance to take their place. Yeah, it's all um, it's all done better. Yeah, and as well in the pyramid, obviously we kind of spoke off here a wee bit last week. Uh, Bonnie Rigg have been rejected their promotion to the Lowland League because the goalposts were changed in terms of floodlights. So like they were given sixteen hours um, to have floodlights ready. Yeah, it's not what they know to be in place for that season. The license for being promotion has been rejected. Utterly ridiculous that situation. Like, they, they, they basically, Bonnie Rigg have said the floodlights will be there for next season. So yep. I would give them the chance. Mm-hmm. And like you say, the, the SFA are the ones that changed the goalposts halfway through the application. It was they, they added the, the requirement for the, the floodlights after the application was in. That's mm-hmm. where's the sporting integrity from the SFA? Oh, it's the SFA. Of course, it's changing it. Why don't they? Yeah. The Maybe SFA are not fit for purpose. They never. They continually prove that they're not fit for purpose, and yet nothing ever changes. Yeah. Then how do you get rid of a governing body? Because um, it's the same way. Like FIFA weren't fit for purpose at one point, and it took something to get rid of a set bladder eventually. Um, but how do we do that in Scottish football? I don't know, but um, it would be good what? to get rid of them. They all protect each other. More well. senior figures calling them out. I mean, the likes of Dalglish came out last week and said they're a joke. That's what you need. You need more senior figures coming out and saying, look, something's to happen. The problem would be is it would just be a different set of senior figures that would be involved. Aye, that's it, the problem. Okay. Never, never get, you'll never get an independent body who are yeah. um, get the interest of all the clubs. And that's something for years um, has been a problem. We're not just talking about England and Celtic because the likes of Aberdeen and other teams have managed to get a situation by, whereby the likelihood is we'll never see a change to this 12 team. Their league no. because they want the games against Rangers and Celtic. Yeah, yeah. and it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. uh, we, we need a good dictator to come in and actually do what's best for the game and not what's best for the clubs individually. Precisely. Uh, the, the one thing we didn't talk about there was um, Forfa uh, had took the lead against Rest Rovers, but Rest Rovers pinned them back. They na- narrowly edged them out 3 2, so it'll be Rest Rovers for goodness sake. Yeah. Uh, for a place in the Championship. Yeah, big pressure on both those teams, I think, because Wraith Rovers obviously see themselves as a 
a championship club um, with yeah. Premier League ambitions and um, Croatia is pretty much the same. So um, massive pressure on both teams. Um, you know, to win that game, but it should be interesting. Second legs live in, in Alba on uh, Saturday night as well. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, it'll be two interesting games. But and then going down the legs as well, obviously to Alba, I follow as well, and they are. Yeah, potentially one win away from winning the league. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking at points tomorrow. You finally then. nearly made up all your games. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> yes. the last we spoke was you played 13 games, and this was in February or something like that. Yeah. So Tower have got five games left. They're a point behind with four games in hand. Halford played our last game tomorrow night against Rob Roy. <laughs> we are needing a win from the last three games to try and stay up. Um, so yeah I would think going by the fact I've lost one game in the league this season out of 25 the league will be secured at some point hopefully it's tomorrow I'll be going um, should probably get there at the weekend as well mind you so yep that would be nice especially yeah. 30, 30 games this season as well which was an extension from the previous uh, 22 and then you've got the cup final coming up as well 2nd of June against Largs and then the dress rehearsal was Saturday and Talbot won one now. So could be a nice wee treble. Yeah. Hopefully not, hopefully not the only treble. <laughs> we'll come on to that because we've uh, the final the final round of league games to play as well uh, last weekend. So obviously big one, Dundee St. Martin. Um also big Hamilton St. Johnson. Completely pointless, Bob Livingston once on Saturday. Uh, on Sunday, the the pointless game is the one that's got a trophy at it. Um, Celtic versus Hearts, but uh, the 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 from league positions perspective, the important games are at Easter Road and Rugby Park. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'll be and, then we're, the, and then we're done for another league season. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, to see who gets the third point, um, third place, and. Which side is going to be wanting um, Celtic to clinch the um, treble treble? But I've made my point on it for um, obvious reasons, which I'll not repeat again. Um, <laughs> but I, I can see, I, I think right now, I think Aberdeen will be the one that finished fourth, but you never know what will happen. It could be one of, the, one of these scenarios where both teams match each other's result, as we spoke about earlier. Uh, I think Aberdeen will take more than Kilmarnock, because I think Rangers are going to beat Kilmarnock. They're on a high. Um, they, they, they want to finish on a high um, so I think compared that way Hibs and you're looking at a team that's pretty much done for the season already so I think Aberdeen will get something and come on like one but I hope you are right so there and <laughs> the first qualifying round for the Europa League is the 11th of July next week July next week's pre-season training <laughs> we'll get a four day holiday uh, we'll get Monday off <laughs> yeah you can have the bank holiday <laughs> get into Blackpool and then come back up and train I think we've managed to cover everything yeah Aye, I think so. I think that's uh, that's pretty much all the football that's been played. It was that kind of time of the season. There. There's just not as many games. Um, the Scottish women team. I think they're waiting to announce the score for the World Cup tomorrow at yeah. what, noon. I think they're going to announce it. So that'll be interesting to, to see. But 
assuming you know what the squad is and who these players are. Because <laughs> I know the, the women's game is up and coming, but um, I'm not sure I can name too many of them. So. There's a good article, mind you, on the BBC website with regards to who might make the squad and who might not, but yeah, um, it'd be an idea to look at that. Yeah, I know yeah it's, it's the same setup as with the, the men, it's like 23 squads for the, the World Cup that Shelley Kerr needs to pick from. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, the, in the women's game, um, Hibs won their fourth league cup in, in a row, um, beating Glasgow City in penalties. Yeah, the Glasgow was, City win the league again. Last season, no. They oh, played winter football, I remember. Is it still playing? They, no, they play winter football, so they won it in oh. like November. So they haven't long just started this new season. Um, but I like Hibs, like, there was talk that Hibs were going to fall away this season because we're losing players and Celtic were going full time and then, like, um, it's all about pretty chased down Glasgow City. But again, it was Hibs and Glasgow City, it was in the final. Hibs again won it. Um, I think Glasgow City are still beating everybody so I know they certainly beat the Celtic woman a couple of weeks ago um, and then the Rangers woman got absolutely thumped um, about 8 hours or something like that last week I think it was um, so aye it's, it's the, the, the women's game seems to be um, it hasn't fallen away for Hibs like it was expected um, and the switch to full time for Celtic hasn't made too much of a difference yet Yeah, they've obviously got the game, um, the warm-up game against Jamaica Hamden on the 28th. Um, so hopefully I guess a good attendance. Um, if I space my diary, I might pop along, but I'll just need to wait and see. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking that myself actually. Mm-hmm. I think you suggested it all fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I hope it gets a good turnout um, and give them the big send-off, and hopefully they can go into the World Cup with a confidence-boosting win over Jamaica. Um, Got a five and a ticket, I think. Yeah, great value. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you put a five and get in Hamden? <laughs> I was going to say the museum too. Yeah, uh, I went to youth top final. <laughs> I went to youth top final last season, but I think I'd have probably paid more than a five off my ticket. Really? I think. For youth Maybe. Team. I think I think you may be right. I remember going to youth top final years ago, and I think it was about a five. I'm not sure I've ever got into a senior game for a fiver. It would probably have been more when I went along like 1990 or whatever. Yeah, juniors £6 to get in. I see. Can't even get into juniors for fiver these days. So. so. Yeah. So I will be back next week and then one more. Oh, bye. Aye, because we'll need to talk about Scotland as well at some point, so I might be yeah. one more. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be two for the domestic season, then probably a break, and then we'll probably cover the, the two Scotland games. Um, oh, well, don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> and preview the Women's World Cup as well, because that'll be starting in about the same time. Mm-hmm. And the European qualifiers. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> Won't be too long after that. Yeah. How long's our summer break going to be? <laughs> Three days? <laughs> I'm, I'm taking about a month off at least. Aye. Uh, you always go on holiday with have a dinner plan in Europe. So. Uh, well, I, it's no, it's not because I don't want to go, but I, it's just <laughs> coincidental. Um, yeah, I basically need us to get by the... 
Well, I could uh, yeah, no, I could potentially actually see the the second leg, because um, I think it's a week later this season that they're doing it. Right. I think I've not got a clue when the dates are. Um, I know it's eleventh and eighteenth for the. It's the eleventh and eighteenth for the first. Oh right, if they got the similar dates to last season, then. Uh, aye, eleventh and eighteenth. Right. So the first leg, no chance of see it. Well, no chance of it get it. Unless somehow they're maybe in Spain, because I'll be in Morocco, so I could maybe try and uh, get across that way, but uh, that's unlikely to happen, because Spanish teams won't be in our, our first qualifying round. No. Why should you push on the Fiji Pro? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, second leg potential, I could try and get to. But I still need to try and get there into Europe. Yeah. I like confirmed. I'm just going to give a shout out to um, to a regular listener um, and work colleague of mine, uh, Tim Donnelly, aka at Baldy speaking Twitter, because it's his 40th birthday <laughs> tomorrow. Um, so um, happy birthday um, to Tim, and hope you enjoyed the the cakes that we got him, because um, we got my wife to make them um, Celtic cakes to the team that um, from 1979 when they would beat Rangers to win the league, because that was the year he was born. So What's this? Has this turned into some kind of request show? Uh, if you've got a birthday or a bar mitzvah or any kind of celebration, let us know and we'll, we'll tweet it out. <laughs> we'll give you a shout out. I, I just decided that um, I thought it deserved a wee mention. Clyde Michael, though. <laughs> Clyde Michael. <laughs> Legend. Well, I'm a show maze now. Huh? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm not, I'm not uh, being paladin. Happy birthday to our listener. Right. Our listener, yes. Happy birthday to him. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.